Calling all nerds, welcome to the Chatting Chat Dot, your cozy little corner for all things Pokemon. I'm your host, Tyler, aka Mr. Teenager, and I'm so excited to be kicking off episode one of this little project that I've been working on for a while. Now, if you are a fan of the Calling All Nerds cast, you may be familiar with like what this is. But also have no fear. If you are new here, I will quickly explain. Uh, the Call Y'all Nerds cast includes Max and myself. We are the owners, co-creators, co-founders, all that kind of stuff. We you know, we built the Calling All Nerds cast, and we have our main series podcast called the Nerd Alert Podcast. Uh, in that podcast, we talk about things such as video games, books. Uh, hobbies, movies, anime, really, it's, it's a collection of all things nerd. And if you listen to episode 19 and 20 of the Nerd Alert podcast, uh, you may remember Max and I talking about how we have been wanting to try to start making some more sub-series podcasts that are still, you know, presented by the Calling All Nerds cast. And we just wanted to try to, like, separate things in a way, you know, just make things a little bit more specific to a, an area that we have interest in. So as kind of makes sense, the chatting chat hot, the podcast you listen to right now, it's the very first episode of that. So this will be all things Pokemon. Uh, Max is, you know, he's still here. He's still part of all this. So have no fear. Max has gone nowhere. Uh, this was just a project that I wanted to start. And so episode one, I really just wanted to focus on at least letting you all know kind of what's going to be a part of this. Uh, so yeah, we'll just kind of maybe kick things off right there. So if you don't know who I am, my name is Tyler. I also go by Mr. Teenager. You can find me on all the social platforms through that same exact name. So if you go on to YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, I think I even have that Hive app, which I'm not even sure if anybody actually uses. I think whenever Elon Musk started taking over Twitter, uh, Hive was going crazy. Well, I'm on there too. Mr. Teenager is everywhere. Uh, so why Pokemon, you might be asking? Well, I will give you a little bit of my uh, my credentials per se. Um, well, I guess before I go into maybe like why Pokemon, maybe about what this podcast would be about, probably be a better starting point. So what I have in mind for this is mainly like interviewing people and their Pokemon journey. Uh, there'll also be some things about like latest news uh, and just, I don't know, just like chatting about Pokemon in general, like a big goal of mine. Maybe I won't always have a guest on because maybe I won't be able to find somebody at the time, but the goal would really to be guests. You know, my wife, I want to get on here, Peter, Max, we've already heard uh, a couple other friends. I just want to like interview them and figure out what like Pokemon means to them. And then other times, you know, maybe I will just go over like the newest news that's out there. Um, and maybe just anything else that could be like interesting to know if you are a fellow Pokemon fan. So that's, that's the overall goal of this podcast. Nothing like too crazy. Um, I kind of wanted to make something that didn't have to be so time dependent. So for example, with our nerd alert podcast, we try to keep it pretty decently up to date so that when you are listening to it, you might know things like, oh, this is really cool. This is a game that comes out in a couple of weeks and they're talking about it right now. Things like that here. I want it to be more timeless than timely. So if there was ever a, you know, a podcast where you saw, oh, Max is on here. He's interviewing Max about his Pokemon journey. I'd love to listen to that. You can at any time, right? Because it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, now, like I said, sometimes it'll be news, but the main thing about this 
It's just a fun, timeless journey of hearing people just talk about Pokemon. Uh, sometimes it might be reviewing a Pokemon game or reviewing a new TCG set or I don't know, anything like that. Um, so yeah, that's that's the overall goal. And that's what I'm hoping this will be created into. Uh, so now I guess we can just jump into me. Uh, why Pokemon? You know, what's my Pokemon credentials? Uh, so Pokemon's been super important to me. I have been playing or I've, I've had exposure to Pokemon at a very young age. I think the very first games that I had were both Pokemon Yellow and Gold. So I believe that's around 2000 or 2001. Uh, so at the time I was either six or seven, depending on the year. And well, I was a December baby, so probably like six, I would assume. Um, but yeah, so I, I had those two games on my Game Boy. And <laughs> as a kid, a very young kid, I had zero concept of video games. Like I didn't realize that games had a start and a finish. It's honestly a miracle that I actually love Pokemon as much as I do. Because when I played those games, I don't think I got beyond a, like a single gym. I remember it took me forever to beat Brock on Pokemon Yellow because I couldn't. I don't know. My kid brain couldn't process that I had to train Pokemon to beat him. I just try to keep beating him with Pikachu <laughs> and, and that wasn't working for obvious reasons. Electric versus rock just does not work as much as I watched Ash catch him do it in the show. It didn't work in the video game. Uh, so honestly, that game was not a great experience for me. Gold was a lot better. I did get through gold decently, but it was a hard game. Uh, and for whatever reason though, I just kept going and, you know, from there next, you know, I'm playing, you know, Game Boy Advance games, I'm playing DS games. Now we have stuff on the Nintendo switch. It's like, so yeah, I, I mean, I've been playing the Pokemon games forever and I've watched the show since I was a little kid and I've also been a card collector this entire time as well. I mean, I still, to this day, even have some of my, um, original first editions from the base set. I have like a Blastoise, a Venusaur. I have some dark shadow Pokemons as well. Um, I have a ton of cards and I haven't like given up on collecting at all. I mean, even now I do a lot of content creating based on Pokemon. So like my YouTube channel, for example, you can go there. Again, like I said earlier, it is at Mr. Teenator and you'll see on there, all my content is both Pokemon based. I do a lot of shorts where I open up Pokemon cards because I really enjoy doing that. I open up elite trainer boxes. I do ratings like those little tier lists where you see people do, you know, rank this from S all the way to D. Um, I do those a lot that are usually, I think I've only, I think I've only done them Pokemon based. So like I've rated the Pokemon TCG sets. I rated the paradox Pokemon recently. Uh, so yeah, ev everything that I do in the content creating space, I try to keep to Pokemon as well. Uh, it's just, like I said, it, it it's just a huge interest for me and not to get like too sappy or anything like that, but Pokemon has always been like that thing that's been there for me, if that makes sense. Uh, so, you know, I'm excited to be doing this. Uh, it's been something that has been on my mind for a while. I listened to a couple Pokemon specific podcasts out there, uh, but not a lot a lot of them are like based on news, which is great. I, I do love that. But some of them, the ones that I find the most interest in are ones that actually talk about 
like on that timeless level, like the reviewing games. And so when I, you know, heard some of those podcasts, it just got me interested. So I'm really excited to be doing this. And I was going to go over, let's see. Oh, another thing about me, big time, shiny hunter. So all this stuff, you know, has led to me becoming a huge shiny hunter. That is what I primarily do now uh, in Pokemon. Whenever, like I, I try to always get the shiny charm, you know, love it or hate it. I know a lot of people have different opinions about the shiny charm. I personally do like it because it's really fun. I actually just got the shiny charm in violet the other day, but I did make it my goal that number 400 had to be shiny Arcanine, which I can explain that later, but I finally did it. I got the shiny Arcanine. It was incredible. And now I have all 400 Pokemon. I got the shiny charm. And truthfully, when I get the shiny charm, that pretty much means that the game has begun. <laughs> so I'm really excited. Uh, shiny, shiny hunting is like really big to me. Uh, so that's that's a main piece of what I do now in the video games. Uh, usually I stick to the newest game, but sometimes I'll even go back and try older games and see how those get. So uh, and then Pokemon Go, that's another pretty common i feel like game that a lot of people play uh i played pokemon go pretty hard uh, in the beginning i stopped for a long time and then i got my mom in on it one year during christmas time and me and her were doing it a lot and then we brought my sister in on it and we used to do raids all the time like before remote raiding was a thing and everybody was like, you know, creating those Facebook groups of <laughs> going around and doing raids. I mean, we did that for a long time, for like years. We were um, part of like some really big groups. We were like leaders and stuff. It's kind of crazy. But anyways, <laughs> so needless to say, though, however, I have stopped playing that game a lot. It has gotten, unfortunately, a little bit boring to me. A lot of the events that require like a monetary uh, introduction to it just don't like or a monitor no it has a price tag is what i'm trying to say so a lot of the events that have price tags to them i haven't really been able to justify doing those anymore and a lot of it's felt that like pokemon or i guess niantic is just trying to like milk us of our money so i i don't play that too too much i do try to do the community days because they're fun and obviously i like shiny pokemon a lot and you'll you, you know if you ever see me out there in person which not sure if any of you actually would outside of my friends and family that listen to this podcast uh, I'm more than likely just open Pokemon Go to check like the Pokemon in my area, see if anything's shiny, and that's that's pretty much it. So I would say that is my Pokemon credentials per se, right? So I have, uh, well, before Violet and Scarlet came out, I did have a successful living Pokedex. I no longer have that because Scarlet and Violet's a thing, and I'm probably because I got the shiny charm. I think I'm more than halfway of being able to continue that living decks but so yeah i have a big living decks i have oh geez i don't even know maybe like two three hundred shinies something crazy like that um and yeah and i have boatloads of of cards just an unfathomable amount of cards <laughs> so yeah those are those are um those are my pokemon credentials per se uh and then our next little section here i have a little notes that i'm kind of reading off of right now kind of wanted to give everybody like a taste of some of the questions I want to go over with people. Uh, so the, the way that I had this in mind, the whole interviewing process would, you know, be me, another person. I would, I think I would prefer maybe like a one-on-one. -on -one, so just me interviewing somebody else 
and the idea of questions that I want to ask them are going to be kind of some of these that I'm talking about now. So uh, if I were a Pokemon type or Pokemon type matchup, you know, double one, what would that type be and why? So I was thinking about this question a lot and I came up with if I I really think if I was a fire, if I was a Pokemon type, it'd be a fire and psychic type Pokemon. Uh, so the reason why I thought about this was interesting enough, whenever I feel like whenever you think of fire type, you think of strong and like powerful, right? And I do think of myself as a pretty strong person. Uh, but I also like when I hear fire type, I think of like warm and I don't know, like cuddly in a way. <laughs> I think because my favorite Pokemon's Growlithe. <laughs> so whenever I think of fire type, I just think of Growlithe and Arcanine. But yeah, like for me, fire type kind of represents like strong and a warm, like a warmth to it, uh, which I would like to think of myself as a very strong, but like a warm, kind-hearted person. Uh, and then the psychic part, I'm, I'm very analytical. I, you know, I'm not like a genius or like a super smarty pants or anything, but I, I do find myself to be a very analytical person. Uh, I, I do enjoy, I enjoy some good facts. <laughs> I try to learn a lot. I love learning, which if this is giving anything away about what Hogwarts uh, house, house I belong to. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I, I kept thinking about this question and I said, yeah, I think if I was a type, it would definitely be fire and psychic just a warm cuddly strong analytic man <laughs> and i think that's why that's like my best uh best depiction of it which i think isn't psychic and fire that's a victini right i'm pretty sure hold on i'm googling it right now oh yeah that's cool del fox i forgot about that del fox is a psychic fire that's cool so i'm like a del fox which is awesome because del fox had that wand that fire wand that was pretty legit. So yeah, fire psychic would definitely be uh, my Pokemon type matchup. Uh, if I were a NPC, what would my dialogue be? So I could think of two potential things. So if I was just some random NPC chilling out there in the Pokemon world, the, the dialogue option I feel like I would say is probably one of two things. Um, one thing could be, Hey, did you know that Pokemon could even be found on paper? No, really. The trading card game is highly popular. Gotta collect them all. I know, cheesy, but I, I think that's what I would say. Or I would say, no one believes me, but if you're lucky, you can actually find a rare Pokemon that looks different than normal. If I had to guess, it's probably a, and then like say the percent chance, so like one in 4,092 or whatever. Um, rumor has it though, with this special charm, you may be you may be even able to find it twice as much. And so, like, my character would be somebody holding the shiny charm. I just think that'd be cool. And, like, it'd be useful. So, like, when you talk to me, you'd be able to see, okay, the odds in this game are, like, you know, 4,092. Or maybe it's even less. Like, all oh, the odds are 3,000. And then I'm actively telling you, if you get this special charm you'd be able to find them twice as much. Meaning, okay, if I cut this in half, that's how much the shine charm would do. And then my character would also be the one that you would go to, to like get the shiny charm. That's just, that's me. That's what I think. If I was an NPC, <laughs> that's, that is what my, uh, my dialogue would be. So, uh, next up 
favorite Pokemon, which I've already said, is Growlithe and Arcanine. I gotta, I gotta combine them. I can't pick. People have asked me, like, I'll, you know, they'll ask me, "Hey, what's your favorite Pokemon?" And I'll say, "Oh, Growlithe and Arcanine." Well, which one? And I'm like, "Yeah, Growlithe and Arcanine." There's not, there's not a which one. It, it's just both. They are a package deal. Uh, I love. Growlithe. A lot of my uh, icons are, what are they called? Maybe like profile images. A lot of those on like Twitter and Twitch, YouTube and all that is actually a picture that my friend drew of me with, you know, it's like a, a drawing of me, like a, like a bust of me. And then there's a Growlithe perched on my shoulder, which is adorable. <laughs> I, I love Growlithe. And then that is the also the reason why I wanted to shiny hunt for Arcanine before I got the shiny charm. I really wanted Arcanine to be my last Pokemon to get in Pokemon Violet. And it was, and it was so great. I was so excited to finally be able to like dedicatedly, I think it's a word, um, sh like shiny hunt specifically in Arcanine. You can't always do that, I don't think. Um, I knew you could do the Hisuian Arcanine in Legends Arceus because I actually also did that one as well. Uh, that was epic too. That's a great looking Hisuian, like, like, I guess, like game specific, region specific variant. I think Hisuian Arcanine looks so good. And Hisuian Growlithe is adorable as well. Um, but yeah, so. I was just really excited because normally you can't just search for an Arcanine and the place that the yeah, Arcanines actually appear in Scarlet and Violet, they can sometimes spawn like in the mountains. And so when I was shiny hunting, I was like on a big cliff and there was like a plateau and there's just these beautiful looking flame doggies just... I don't know. These look so cool, just so natural, right? And some of them were sleeping and it was really cute. Um, but so yeah, Arcanine and Growlithe, they are hands down my favorite Pokemon. And I used to really get, this used to be really hard for me to say favorite Pokemon because I love Rayquaza as well, just as much. So now I always ask, what's your favorite Pokemon? And then what's your favorite legendary? So my favorite legendary is Rayquaza, uh, because, and I'm kind of jumping ahead here, uh, Pokemon Emerald was my favorite game. And in Emerald is when they were um, introduced Rayquaza. And uh, it was my first Pokemon I ever got to 100. I'm pretty sure. I think I had a Feraligator in gold. And I think I only got it into the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think I ever got it to 100. So I am like 99.9% .9 sure that Rayquaza was my, was my first 100. And it was also the first Pokemon that I intentionally shiny hunted for and i did get one as well on pokemon emerald so i uh, i love that pokemon so much it's so cool i collect i try to always get the any rayquaza cards that are in a set and any arcanine cards um if you i know i keep plugging this youtube a lot i'm sorry but if you check out my youtube you can see that i am hunting for like arcanine cards which i did eventually get it was awesome uh, and I'm always hunting for Rayquazas. So those two hands down are my favorite and their shinies are just so cool. I mean, like the black on the Rayquaza looks so awesome. I, I love it so much. Uh, so yeah, those are my, that's my favorite Pokemon, Growlithe and Arcanine. And my favorite legendary is definitely Rayquaza. Uh, so 
favorite game and why. As I just said, it is Emerald. And I had to keep thinking about this because I really have enjoyed the recent game. Like Pokemon Violet was a lot of fun for me. And I really liked Legends Arceus as well. I think Legends Arceus still did some things better than Scarlet and Violet. Like, like the maneuvering around, for whatever reason, climbing in Scarlet and Violet feels just like trash compared to Arceus. But that's a tangent for another day. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I think Emerald still is like hands down my favorite. And it's it was like the game that kept me going, right? So when I first started, the, you know, the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned how I began with yellow and gold and I was honestly surprised that I kept playing the Pokemon games because I was bad at them. Like I was terrible at playing the Pokemon games. I never beat them and they were just really hard for me. I, I couldn't understand them. And lo and behold, though, I got a Game Boy Advance eventually. I don't, I don't really remember what years these were. It's probably like what, 2003, 2004, something like that. Uh, and then I had, I want to say I had a Ruby first and then Sapphire or vice versa. I had one of them and then I used a game shark. I know. And then the whole thing got corrupted. So then my mom had to buy me the other one. And for me, honest, I probably use a game shark on that. And I think I corrupted that one as well. But like my thing that I always felt annoyed about was like, man, I can't get all the Pokemon. I need both games. Like I want all the stuff. And then when they came out with Emerald, it was like the best of both worlds. And they made so many good quality of life improvements in that game too. It was just, uh, it was great. And that Pokemon game definitely is what ingrained in me a desire to play Pokemon. Uh, it was the first time I shiny hunted was on that game. Yeah, it was the first game ever that I owned to break a hundred hours too. I'm, I'm pretty sure if I actually looked at it, I think I have like well beyond 300 hours on Pokemon Emerald. I would not be shocked if it's like 500 plus, honestly. Um, that game was the first that I spent so much time on. Uh, like I said, the first time shiny hunting and I just, I just enjoyed it. Like I could always play that game. Like the amount of times I would just do random stuff like battling the elite four i i beat the elite four like eighty thousand times in that game that's how i got uh you know like level 100 with my uh rayquaza and stuff and yeah it was just an awesome game and hands down still one of the fun games i like to play uh, i like to do some of those uh what's the what's that called the the random door have you have you all seen that i always forget the name it's something something crow hold on i think i'm a part of saying uh Point Crow, is that his official server for? Yeah, Point Crow. He makes a um, like a modified Emerald ROM, <laughs> and the way that it goes is every single door takes you to a different place. So like you walk into a door, and it doesn't just go to the place that you want it to. It could go anywhere that has a door. Anyways, that's really fun. So I, I just really like Emerald. I love when people make like their own Pokemon games based off of Pokemon Emeralds, like engine, I guess. Uh, so yeah, that is definitely my favorite. 
And sorry, I'm not usually in these podcasts. I have other people here with me. So I am just taking breaks to take some sips here and there. Uh, but last question. And, you know, these questions would probably I would try to stick to these as much as possible. But in classic, you know, interviewing style, obviously more questions would more than likely come up as I'm chatting with somebody. But is just being myself. I'm just kind of going through them pretty straightforward. So uh, last question, your first shiny. So the first shiny, <laughs> this is pretty funny. Uh, it was in either fire red or leaf green. I did have both of them. I uh, can't remember which one exactly, but it was right after, you know, you battle Brock and you go into a cave so you can get yourself over to you know Misty's gym. And in that cave, there was a Zubat and that Zubat, was green. Now I, <laughs> I thought that Zubat was sick, so I killed it. <laughs> I genuinely thought that my game bugged out, and that I found a sick Zubat in the wild. So I, I killed it. I don't even know why I didn't think about catching it to save it. No, 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 no. My childlike tendencies was like oh it's sick gotta put it out it's misery boom dead <laughs> and then i i think it was oh goodness gracious i don't even know how long it was until i actually realized what that was uh and fun enough though fun enough i did get another one in either fire red or leaf green i don't remember which game it was but years later you know just kind of having a random case of nostalgia I went back to the game, you know, started playing it and I encountered another Zubat. Now this was well after I found out what shinies were, you know, I was probably already like a hundred or so shinies deep, but like, yeah, full odds and it was incredible. So it was really nice to get one again, but that was my, that was my first shiny ever. So, and then, you know, actually, as I'm thinking, I think I also want to put a category of what's your favorite shiny Pokemon. Now, not everybody always knows this because not everybody's shiny hunters, but um, for me, usually it's like anything that are pink. I really like pink shinies because pink is my favorite color. So I usually like anything that's pink. And then like um, Sylveon, she's a, or yeah, I think it has to be. Does it have to be a girl? I think Sylveon has to be. No, that's just no fairy type move. A Sylveon is a great shiny. It's like a really light blue. It's really pretty. Uh, but yeah, so that would be an example of how the interview process would go. Those are... You know, those are just some basic questions. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that I would be able to get to all of them. I have no idea what other questions, you know, would stem from those, right? This section could definitely be a lot longer. Um, and this podcast in general, I assume, will be a little bit longer than what uh, you're listening to right now. I think I'm almost at the 30 minute mark, right? And I've already finished my questions and my intro, and I'm about to hit some of the news. Uh, so again, this is just a taste of what's to come. Uh, so that would be like the interview section. And then as necessary or as needed, depending on kind of what's happening in the space, I also want to go over some Pokemon news. Uh, so for today, I got three uh, topics to want to go over. Uh, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and then the TCG. So that would be kind of the idea behind it. Uh, Pokemon Go news. A main series game or you know um spin-off game section and then anything related to tcg so in the world 
of Pokemon Go. Uh, today's date of recording is January 17th, 2023. This should be coming out the following day. So it should be coming out the 18th. Uh, so the most recent Pokemon Go news as of now is that there is a February 2023 community day of Noibat, which is kind of cool. And it's going to be happening on Sunday, February 5th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time, which is the standard uh, community day time frame. And yeah, I, I think Noibat is a really, really good shiny. Uh, so Noibat will be appearing. Obviously, if you're lucky, you'll find a shiny one. And then Noivern will be able to be evolved into, um, into and then it's like up to five hours afterwards, you can still evolve a Noibat to get like the special move, which in this case is Boom Burst, which does 150 power or 140 if you are in gyms and raids. Now, like all uh, community days, there's going to be like some dollar event that's going to have some special research stories. And then, yeah, I don't know. Same old, same old. The event bonuses is going to be three times Stardust for catching, two times Chance for Trainers 31 and up to receive Candy XL, and then Incense is going to be going for three hours, two times the Catch Candy for Pokemon, which makes sense because I think you need 400 candies to even evolve a Noibat into a Noivern, so that two times candy is going to be very detrimental. Uh, lures will also be for three hours. And then trades can be 50% less, which, you know, I think that's also a thing. Usually these 400 ones, you can trade with another player to like not have to um, evolve it with candy. Maybe Noibat is the same. I don't remember. Um, and then, oh, you can do two special trades this time around during the community event. Uh, but yeah, and then after the um, after the event, there's going to be some raid battles from 5 to 10 local time. It's going to be four-star raids that will also have Noibat, and you will be able to get it shiny in there. So that's the most recent community that's coming. And then there is the Lunar New Year 2023. So on their website right now, it just says this typical little thing that goes... Trainers, it is time to celebrate the Lunar New Year in Pokemon Go. Pokemon like Bunnelby and Baneri will appear more frequently in the wild, and trainers can look forward to other event-themed Pokemon appearing in the wild in raids and hatching from eggs. Mm. Sorry, I had to take a sip. It looks like all trainers' luck will also improve during the event. You'll have increased chance of encountering shiny Darumaka, and increased chance to receive lucky Pokemon in trades, and an increased chance to become lucky friends. So the Lunar New Year 2023 will be from January 19th at 10 a.m. to Monday, January 23rd, 8 p.m. local time. And the following Pokemon will appear more frequently in the wild. All but two can be shiny. Uh, so we have Ponyta, Magmar, Magikarp, Slugbutt, Nummel, uh, Combi, Baneri, Fennekin, and Bunnelby. Now, like I said, all those can be shiny except Fennekin cannot be shiny yet. And then some trainers may even encounter either Flareon or Darumaka. Flareon cannot be shiny, but Darumaka can. Um, let's see. There's also going to be some like 
two times stardust, the lucky trades, lucky people, things like that. There's going to be some special like research tasks. And then from seven kilometer eggs, the following Pokemon can hatch Chingling, Ryo, Darumaka, Galarian, Darumaka, and Scraggy. Um, we got some raids like, oh, Hisuian Voltorb will be in one star. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Drudgegan, Blaziken, Shuckle, and then, oh, okay. So our five-star raid is going to be Reggie Ice or Reg Ice. I don't really know what people say. I say Reggie Ice. It's probably wrong, but I like it. Uh, so that'll be the five-star raid. And then the mega raids will be Mega Low Punny. Um, yeah, there's actually a lot. Some field research, more field research tasks and some avatars and stickers. And then the last Pokemon Go news is that more Pokemon can now be extra, extra small or extra, extra large. Uh, before now, I think it was like a limited amount of Pokemon had this feature of being extremely tiny or absolutely ginormous. And so now all Pokemon and Pokemon Go have that ability, which is cool, I guess. So yeah, that is pretty much the latest from Pokemon Go. And then moving into Scarlet and Violet. We have Greninja coming to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet in seven star raids. Now this, oh, I am stoked for. I really want to get this. And now that I have the shiny charm, I do also own a um, Japanese ditto, which means I can do the Masuda method and have a 512 chance of hatching a shiny Froakie, which would be legit because Greninja is an awesome shiny. Uh, so yeah, Greninja originally introduced in the world of Pokemon Go from part Gen 6. And Pokemon XY has proven to be one of the most popular pocket monsters ever. What an ambitious froggy gecko thing it is. And now, thanks to a forthcoming weekend terror raid event, it'll be showing up in Scarlet and Violet as one of the featured seven-star raids. Starting on January 27th and running until January 29th, you'll have the last weekend of the month to try to find your way into an online raid to battle a Greninja. It'll be a poison Terra type and it'll arrive at level 100 with that seven star mighty goodness. All you need to do is have three other friends or fluke an online raid that doesn't feature three concerning. Okay, this just starts getting a little, Never mind. Gets a little negative in here. So anyways, uh, yeah, here's, it's just like a Kotaku article that I'm reading. I'll post all the links into anything that this podcast gets posted to but yeah essentially Greninja is coming and it's going to be epic because Greninja is a great looking Pokemon and it's really fun so uh, let's see I think it's supposed to have I heard people mentioning potentially that like I know some people think maybe like battle bond could be like the ability on this thing. Um, let's see, like the Charizard Greninja is appearing in the game with the mightiest mark, which is to say you can only catch one of them per save file because it's special. Um, let's see. Froakie, which also brings a lot of affection. Add to this that in the anime, Ash. Yeah, so... Battle Bond was like that thing where it made Ash Greninja, where it was like half Ash, half Pokemon. And it was like pretty awesome. <laughs> if you haven't seen that before, uh, you can get one of those in game. I think I have it at like my Pokemon home. I'm pretty sure it's, it was a thing. So people were wondering, oh, maybe this will have Battle Bond ability attached to it. And I don't know. 
I don't usually research too, too much because I like to be surprised. So we shall see. And then, last but not least, the Pokemon TCG news. So in the Pokemon TCG world, we have two new expansions coming soon. Uh, Crown Zenith launches on the 20th, which is going to be this Friday, uh, according to when this podcast launches. And then the new Scarlet and Violet set will be launching on March 31st. Uh, I wanted to go over some game or some cards that I'm interested in. I was going to do both, but I haven't researched too much into the Scarlet and Violet. I was just looking at the Crown Zenith. And oh my word, these things are epic. There are a lot of cards from this set that I am interested in. Uh, some of those are Mewtwo V-Star Alternate Art, uh, Lucario Rainbow Rare Unknown V, Radiant Charizard, but I will say a caveat to this just so people know, I'm going to get this out right now. I am not a fan of Charizard as much as like a lot of people are. I personally think Charizard is a little overrated, but I respect it. I have a lot of Charizards. I am keeping some Charizards in my collection, selling some other ones to make some money, you know, to buy more cards. And with that being said, Radiant Charizard looks really cool. I do dig a good shiny Charizard. But I just want to throw that out there. I'm not some big, massive Charizard fan like a lot of people are. Uh, Zeraora VMAX. Literally all Rayquaza cards. There's a V, I think a VMAX, two VMAXs. Uh, Radiant Eternatus, which looks so good. Uh, and then there's actually these cool new, like, signed trainer cards. I really like the concept of those. So maybe, like, any of those would be kind of neat. Uh, they're like hop, for example, you can get like the hop trainer card and it has what his signature would be like written on the card, which is kind of fun. Uh, my, that brings, it kind of brings me back to when I used to collect, uh, baseball cards and, or any kind of sports cards when I was doing that with my dad a lot. And sometimes you'd get signed cards or like Jersey cards or something. So I thought that was like a cool little concept. So there, any of those I think would be really fun. Uh, and then this, I wrote this down. This is funny. Literally any alternate art card, they look fantastic. Now I'm going to put the link to what uh, I'm looking at. It is on a pokebeach.com and you can see like the full list of all the cards. I like this site cause the, uh, images are like really clear and really big. Uh, but literally just scroll down and look at the alternate arts. They look so flipping good. And there's, it's really interesting. A lot of them like go together. Uh, for example, there is a set of, let me see, it's like basic Pokemon. And if you like line the Pokemon like cards up in a line, it would make a full image. So you have Riolu, Swablu, Duskull, Badoof, Pikachu, um, Turtwig, who else? Paris, Pucciana, and Mareep. And the way they did the art of these ones is like literally, if you lined them up or maybe like staggered them, like it, it, they essentially form a picture in itself. It's so cool looking. <laughs> I, I think that's so neat. But I mean, I'm scrolling through right now as I'm doing this podcast, and there's there's just so many that look good. This, there's a Pikachu that looks so awesome. A Magmortar. Oh my goodness. These 
These just look so good. Oh, there's a Mew one. Oh, that's really cute. I know you all can't see these, which I apologize for, but maybe you can like look at it while I'm looking at it. Oh, there's a Raikou. It looks so sweet. There's the uh, oh, Deoxys is in here. The Zeraora. Oh, this is a cool one. I, again, you can't see it, but it's a Drapion V, which uh, the only thing that's a bummer is this card is one of those like in the real world. It's like a photo. So if people go out into the real world and they make like like clay um, or like Play-Doh looking Pokemon, right? And they stick them into the real world. I'm not the biggest fan of those, but this one's pretty cool because it has um, it has Drapion in it and it's actually a shiny one. At least it looks shiny. I don't know if it's just the way the light. I'm pretty sure it's shiny because it looks red to me, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, and so, gosh, they just, they're just they just so cool. And they have some trainer, trainer cards that look really nice. Uh, and then... Another one that I'm looking for is a set of four cards. It is the Origin Form Palkia V-Star, Origin Form Dialga V-Star, a Giratina V-Star, and an Arceus V-Star. And together, oh, they make the coolest looking art. So there is, I think it's like a big volcano you got Arceus and there's all these like clouds and there's like flames and suns coming out and the Giratina is like at the bottom because I think you, I think you like place it upside down since it's like the shadow, right? And then Arceus is like above and then you have like Palkia and the Alga on the sides. Oh, it's just telling you these four look so, so good. Uh, so those are, those are the cards that I am really excited about in this set. Uh, and I will make sure to post the link so that you all can look at them as well. And then, yeah, I don't, I haven't looked too much in the Scarlet and Violet. I'm excited because they are claiming, I say they, random people online that I see post on Twitter and stuff <laughs> are saying that the cards are supposed to be finally changing from having the yellow border to having that um, like silver border which I think it's like a great thing. I know it's, it sounds small, but it's pretty huge. I, I love it. It's what Japan does in their cards now. And I think it's just such a, it's just such a smart move. It just makes the card look better for some reason, getting rid of the yellow and sticking to uh, the silver border. It, it's, it's really cool. So that's, that's going to come in the new Scarlet and Violet set. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it for the news. Uh, pretty exciting things for sure. Uh, and I think for now, I'm probably going to end the podcast because I don't have I don't have too much to say. I, I wanted this to be pretty quick. And we're kind of getting into the 40 minute mark naturally as I just start rambling on. But so, yeah, that is going to conclude our first episode of the chatting chat on again, your cozy little corner for all things Pokemon. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. Uh, you can find me anywhere at Mr. Teenager. Seriously, go on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, I think that's all the things. And you can find me there at Mr. Teenager. Make sure to also follow Calling All Nerds as well, because this podcast is not going to only just be posted on my channel. It will be on the main channel as well. And then just as a little aside, I also created a special artwork for this podcast, as well as any of the other sub podcasts that Calling All Nerds cast will be hosting. 
and you will be able to see that in your normal feed. So make sure to follow Calling All Nerds on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, uh, Anchor, and somewhere else probably. <laughs> make sure to follow us everywhere. YouTube, that's it. Yeah, YouTube, Twitter, yeah, yeah, all there. It'll all be posted there. Right? We post all the podcasts on the same platforms just to make it easy, but you will totally be able to tell which is which due to obviously like titles and like artwork style. Uh, the only one that will be posted, like double posted, is going to be this uh, Chatting Chat Hot podcast because it is like the one that I'm hosting. And I wanted to give my YouTube channel a little bit of love. I know, a little selfish. I apologize, but it's just what I wanted to do. So you'll be able to find this one on my channel and the Calling All Nerds channel as well. So, <sighs> man. Talking for 44 minutes is pretty intense. I've just been I've just been going straight. I don't know if there's many podcasts out there that are just solo people just talking. But if you're if you're out there and you're listening to this one for whatever reason, props to you. It is pretty difficult just sitting here talking for this long straight. My mouth is definitely getting parched. Uh, but yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in. Look forward to chatting with you all again. And until next time, enjoy yourselves. Peace.